You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. This week's episode of Talking Taiwan is a continuation of my conversation with Xin Yi Lin, the Executive Director of the Taiwan Alliance to End the Death Penalty. We continued our conversation by talking about what the public opinion in Taiwan on the death penalty is, how the Taiwan Alliance to End the Death Penalty educates the public and tries to improve understanding of the death penalty, the two covenants adopted as domestic law in Taiwan that reflect an intent to gradually abolish the death penalty in Taiwan, and the government of Taiwan's general handling of the death penalty issue. Here's our conversation. Since you mentioned that it's very important to educate the public, um, I thought maybe we could just jump to this question, which is, what is the public opinion on death penalty in Taiwan? Because it seems to be a very common reason, or you could say excuse, that the government gives for why they are not working to abolish the death penalty. They seem to indicate that the public opinion supports the death penalty, so there's not enough support for abolishing the death penalty. But do we have research? I think there is some kind of survey that looked at uh, people in Taiwan's opinions about death penalty. Is that right? Yes, I think there are a lot of survey in Taiwan, but the problem is the survey is very too simple. The they usually done is maybe there is a murder, uh, serious murder case happens, then uh, you got phone call. And then they ask you, do you support the death penalty or not? Of course, you will say you support the death penalty after a murder, you know, a most the very serious murder case. So the 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 percentage is uh, is like eighty more than eighty percent of people uh, who support the death penalty in in that kind of survey. 2014, we decide to have a, a public opinion survey. And uh, we uh, ask for the uh, academic cynical to uh, work with us. So they are professional, you know, research institute. So uh, we believe the methods they use. So uh, we together we prepare a questionnaire. It's a, a 104 question long. So it's really a very long uh, questionnaire. And also we face to face interviewed uh, more than 2,000 people. Uh, in Taiwan. And the result is if you simply ask them if you support the death penalty or not, then you got the result the same. It's uh, more than uh, 80% of people that support the death penalty. But if you go deeper, you ask them, uh, do you support the, uh, 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 do you support the uh, uh, abolish of the death penalty? And uh, uh, with the alternative is the uh, life sentence without parole. And also uh, the prisoner should work in prison and uh, what they earn should pay part of the money to the victims. And you can get the result that 71% of people agree that use this as an alternative for the, of the death penalty. And if, if you ask them, do you support the uh, life sentence and uh, with the uh, uh, with the possibility to ask for uh, uh, ask for um, parole after twenty five years? And you can see that half and half uh, people support or against that. 
So the most important thing is don't ask them directly if you support death penalty, but give them the alternative. This is what the government should do. So try to give them the choice. That's one thing. And another thing, what we found is um, we we try to um, how to say we try to uh, separate. The question is all the same, but we separate it into two groups, and also we uh, change the uh, order of the questions. So if we uh, ask the question, "Do you support the death penalty?" in the very beginning question, then more people support the death penalty. But if we put the question, um, you know, in the in the left that later uh, order means uh, maybe in the end of the questionnaire, then more people uh, will uh, less people will support the death penalty. It means, you know, if you have more information and if you have minutes to think about the death penalty. Then you will not so quickly to say that you 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 support the death penalty. So what we learn from this survey is you need to give more information to people, so people will understand, people will think, they maybe they can change their idea. So, uh, give people more information and give people the uh, alternative of the death penalty that will change their opinion on the death penalty. Maybe they are they will more support. To abolish the death penalty. This is what we learn. Thank you. That's very interesting. So that really points to the importance of creating some more awareness mm. um, within the general public. So does the alliance do that kind of work too? Yes. Yes. Uh, we do a lot of public uh, talk, and uh, we we go to school, and uh, we. Even uh, we cooperate with teachers to uh, to design the uh, teaching materials about the death penalty, and uh, then go to school to uh, discuss with uh, kids. And also we go to university, and uh, also we 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 have the uh, newsletter. We have well our website to to provide more information, and also we do do film festivals. Because uh, film festival is an easy way uh, for people to you know watch the movie and documentary, and then after that we discuss. So a lot of people that they say they first meet uh, TADP is because of the film festival, and sometimes they say, okay, film festival, the, some movie, some discussion change their ideas about the uh, the death penalty. So we, I think the case is the. One one major work we do, and the public uh, education, public dialogue is another uh, big uh, work that we are working on. That's very interesting. So, at what is the youngest age? Do you think is appropriate to have a conversation or to educate um, kids about the, this issue? I think um, you know when we have the public talk or when we have event, more young people came to our event. And uh, uh, we have a lot of volunteers and interns. They are young young people, and sometimes they are very uh, uh well. They are willing to you know. They say, oh, how can I help you? And uh, they also want to uh you know uh, have their organize their own event in their school. So I feel that uh, I feel that uh, new generation uh, they are more familiar with hu- the the ideas of human rights. 
and uh, they are more open-minded to discuss about that. But uh, but in the survey of um, in the survey of 2013 and 14 that survey we cannot see the uh, difference from the age ages but i think uh, we, we hope i hope we can do uh, another survey uh, in in maybe next year uh, to understand more public opinion and about uh, also about the uh, uh, age or you know other issues but i i mean uh, Although the, the survey didn't show that the, the, the age has a huge difference, but my experience is more young people are willing to touch on uh, this issue and uh, they are more open to discuss. So the survey um, did not collect the age data, is that why? Uh, no, they, co co they collect the data of the ages, but uh, from the uh, analyze, they, did, they didn't show the difference. Okay. From the elder people to young people, what's the different big difference for their opinion? Yeah. Okay, I, I just wanted to clarify thing. that. And yeah. then you said that you do do some education in schools. Like, what age groups do you um, go to? Do you go to high school, or do you think that's mm. too young? I usually we we do it in high school and university. Okay. But uh, okay. we have a member. Uh, she is an elementary school teacher. Mm -hmm. So uh, he he also uh, work with us. So we we have some uh, we have a a book. Uh, it's a drawing book, <laughs> and then mm -hmm. it's about teach. Uh, it is a teach about kids about what is the uh, penalty thing. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't uh, really uh, direct touch about the uh, death penalty thing, but it talk about the. Uh, uh, punishment mm -hmm. and also the judicial system like that and it's interesting uh, kids can understand that so <laughs> but it we, 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 you, uh, we didn't go to the elementary school all the time it, 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 we, we only have very few chances but still uh, we provide this uh, book to teachers if they uh, are interested to use it but usually we go to high school and university yeah, that's interesting. Have you, um, what kind of reaction have you gotten? I mean, especially for younger kids, mm. like high school or younger, I'm sure parents mm. have opinions. Have you gotten any reactions from parents? Ah, you know, for the elementary school, the reaction from parents is yes. <laughs> they say we shouldn't do that. They, they, they critical the teachers shouldn't do that. But the teacher uh, responds very polite and good to explain why. So the parents is okay. But uh, for the uh, high school and university, we didn't have this kind of problem because they are, you know, uh, old enough <laughs> to 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 uh, to uh, think by themselves. So we we didn't get response from the parents. When was the last um, execution done in Taiwan? Uh, is that year uh, April first? So there was one done in twenty nineteen. You're saying? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, we have uh, one execution in uh, twenty eighteen, and mm -hmm. one is twenty twenty. So oh. uh, two executions uh, during uh, Tsai Ing-wen's uh, oh. presidency. Yeah. And that year, so it's uh, April first, and we we also, you know, uh, right now how we do is we help all the death row inmates, 
-hmm. And right now we have uh, 37 men and one mm -hmm. woman, that's raw mm -hmm. inmates right now. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, 38. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we will ask, we, we, uh, we will contact with all of them to say that uh, TADP is going to uh, help. And if you if you okay, then we can help you because. Uh, but these two execution, uh, these two death row inmates executed in twenty eighteen and twenty, uh, they are the person that they just want to be killed. They don't want to uh, get any help. So that's why the uh, minister of justice choose them to 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 kill. And because um, after all the judicial procedure, they've, uh, they, they got the uh, final death sentence, we still have some, uh, some way to help them. For example, if you ask for constitutional appeal, or if you ask for a pardon, ask for amnesty, or the extraordinary appeal or retrial. So if you ask for of this, then the Minister of Justice cannot sign the execution order. But if they don't want to do anything, then they are the one can be uh, can be killed. And for the other uh, 38 death row inmates, they, they still want to uh, find a way not to be executed, not, the death, not to be executed. So that's why uh, what happened in 2018 and 20. So there is not currently a moratorium, and yeah. there has not been one since 2010. Like, um, because, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, the number was very few, mm -hmm. but still, still they carry out, you know, almost every year. Yeah. So why isn't there a moratorium? Have you tried to put a moratorium in place, or? I think uh, we try hard. And uh, but the excuse, the excuse from the Minister of Justice will say because of the public opinion, mm -hmm. say that um, because of the public opinion, basically that's what they say. But we argue is that the public opinion is not what you see the number. The public opinion also said that give me give uh, give us the alternative and give us more information, then public opinion will change. So you, you didn't do anything. You just say public opinion, public opinion as an excuse, but don't do anything. So that's the wrong of the government. So this kind of, um, you know, conversation argument, we're still, we're still going on, but uh, it's very difficult for them to change uh, their idea because they, they always uh, afraid to lose to to lose the vote when yes. it comes to the election. Right. Yeah. So that's the and every four years we have election. So that's why they are so afraid of that. Right. But um, as as my experience, uh, that election in two thousand eighteen, mm. um, some lawmakers we know that uh, he is support anti death penalty. So he against the death penalty. Mm -hmm. But he didn't uh, run for the election uh, as a as use the death anti death penalty as a, a main issue run for the campaign. Right. No. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, people knows that he again against the death penalty. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. still he he win uh, he won the election. But some lawmakers, some candidates, uh, especially KMT's candidates, they 
just say okay i suppose the death penalty and i will uh uh i i will ask to uh uh, uh kill people uh when i it, it was elected but he didn't you know won the election so it means mm. that he, he wasn't elected are, yeah he wasn't so it means that uh you are so afraid of this issue but in in the fact people when they vote they consider more other issues they consider the the china issues they consider the economic issues uh, or social welfare issues more than the death penalty mm. so i don't think it is in fact the uh the the decision that uh the uh people uh the people make but uh of course, when they when it goes to election, every vote is very important. So that's why they they don't want to uh, uh, you know obey the uh, the so-called public opinion, and they don't want to uh, go further to understand what is the uh, public opinion. Yeah. All right. So you're saying that it seems like people's voting behavior is not mm. influenced by whether or not the candidates are supporting or against the death penalty. Yes. Yeah. Yes, interesting. But the candidates, they are so afraid. <laughs> yeah. Even one vote, it matters. Well, you mentioned that you do work with other organizations that are doing similar work and probably other international organizations from other countries. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about what have you learned from that work? And does that work with especially international organizations does that influence Taiwan? Yes, I think, uh, of course, work with international organizations is very important. Um, especially uh, when uh, the execution re reopened in 2010. And that time, the, the, the Minister of Justice uh, said that he's going to kill 44 death row inmates that time. But when he signed the first full execution order, the the EU and uh, uh, the EU and uh, a lot of uh, you know embassy in Taiwan like the like the UK and uh, French and Germany uh, you know embassy in Taiwan, they are so surprised and they give a lot of pressure to the government. So then uh, the Minister of Justice stopped after the full execution. Otherwise, maybe in 2010, he will kill 44, kill all. So I think the international pressure is important. Although recent year that, okay, uh, they still continue sign the execution order and the EU would still have the uh, critical on that. But uh, uh, so some people say, okay, it's no, no work. But if you, but if you mentioned if EU didn't say anything or the embassy in Taiwan didn't say anything, then for government it's a message that okay you can um, you can kill more people. So I think their uh, their pressure to the government is is also help still helpful, although they cannot stop the execution, and also from the uh, other international organization like uh, World Coalition Against the Death Penalty or Amnesty International or other uh, ECPM or death penalty project in UK, or I mentioned the Murder Victims Family for Human Rights in United States. They are all, we learn from them, and uh, then we can have a different strategy. 
for example, uh, we learn a lot from the uh, murder victims' family for human rights to understand what the victims uh, think. Because that time, back to that time, we we cannot uh, uh, we cannot contact to the victims' family in in Taiwan because they don't want to talk talk to us. But we learn from them. And also, uh, we learned from the death penalty project in UK that how to train the lawyer or how to uh, train the judges and prosecutors. And also, uh, we are the steering committee member for the World Coalition Against the Death Penalty, which they have 150 uh, NGOs in the whole world. And uh, so we got a lot of, a lot of the uh, information uh, from other countries and newest uh, pro uh, progress of the uh, issue of the death penalty, especially the UN, the EU thing. So I think that's really helpful for us. Speaking of um, international organizations, uh, this question may be a little bit out of the scope of your work, but um, mm -hmm. I'm wondering what you think about um, cases like uh, Li Mingchi, um, like people from Taiwan who have been detained and incarcerated by in China. Like, what do you think about those cases and what should be done? Um, actually, uh, I'm involved in the campaign of to release Li Mingzhe in Taiwan. And uh, the NGOs like Covenants Watch, uh, Taiwan Association for Human Rights, Amnesty International Taiwan, a lot of NGOs we work together to try to free him. And also uh, we work with uh, his uh, wife. But it's really difficult uh, because uh, China, um, they, uh, they just cut all, all the information that uh, to, to, to Taiwan about. Basically, they, they don't want to uh, deliver any information to, to us or to Taiwan's uh, government. And uh, the wife, Jing uh, Yu, it's hard for her to, uh, to uh, meet him, of course, because of, because of the COVID. But before the COVID, uh, it's hard for him, for her to meet uh, Li Mingzhe. And uh, uh, and then we we also try to find lawyer in China to help him, but it's it's not work. And we try to bring the case NGOs in Taiwan try to bring this case to the UN, and uh, uh, they accept this case, but there we didn't see any results right now. And uh, uh, we believe uh, by the judgment, Li Mingzhe uh, should be released uh, next year, maybe April, uh, maybe up, uh, March or April. But we are so afraid that he will st uh, still, uh, you know, kept by China. Uh, uh, in, in, in China, but he will uh, kept uh, uh, by the gov by Chinese government in China. I mean, they will not allow him to go back to uh, Taiwan. This is what we afraid. So we are still working on to understand uh, what will happen and keep on question to uh, Chinese government. But uh, right now there is no big uh, progress. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because I did see that he's supposed to be released next year. But you're saying maybe he could be released, but then not uh, still somehow blocked from leaving China and coming back to Taiwan, is that what Be you're saying? Yes, because it's what happened uh, for uh, some uh, political prisoners in, in China. They released him, 
but he's still uh, under the uh, you know uh, under surveillance surveillance uh, by by government. So this is usually happen in Tai uh, in China. So that's why we are so afraid of that. So did they make some official um, statement that he's going to be released um, in 2022? No, no. This is what we uh, this is what we, uh, we 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 found out by the judgment. So which day and uh, mm. what will happen? We don't know. So we just have a pre uh, press uh, conference about this. We question the gov the Chinese government. You should give us more information. Give the family more information. But uh, no, we got no response for from that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm. But you have a year, so sometime, who knows? Yeah, sometime. We, in yeah, we we 20th. still can. Yeah, we still continue uh, to do that, and uh, mm. we have a you know alliance kind alliance uh, network uh, work 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 on this case. And now for a short break. Talking Taiwan is the longest-running Taiwan-related podcast, and we are dedicated to bringing you stories connected to Taiwan and Taiwan's global community. Help us to grow and continue producing engaging content by making a contribution on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Talking Taiwan. I know that you're involved with so many things, like you're also involved with the um, Free Tibet movement too, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> it's by accident because it happened in 2008, this, uh, the March 14, there is another uprising in, inside Tibet. So that's mm -hmm. why I got involved <laughs> that time, yeah. But how do you get involved by accident? That's quite funny. <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay, if uh, that time, of course, it's a big news uh, in the whole world, right? And uh, in Taiwan, I met uh, a friend. Uh, a friend. Uh, he is a Tibetan. Uh, his name is Jia Xi Ci Ren, and uh, uh, he went to uh, uh, Japan for protest because of the Olympic in Beijing that year. So he got arrested that in 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 Japan, and mm -hmm. because of the. Uh, Death penalty movement, anti-death penalty movement. I knew mm. some lawyer in mm. Japan, so mm. I tried to find him uh, a lawyer. So that's mm. why I, uh, and then I more and more understand what yeah. Tibet issue. And then uh, I have the chance to ask Dalai Lama about the uh, death penalty in her in his view uh, in 2009. And uh, yeah, he 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 gave us a very warm response. And then, um, 2016, I I went to Dalansala to visit him. So that's why I got involved more and more. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Wow, that's quite a story. Can yeah, you, yeah. Can you talk about what he said to you in 2009 when you asked him about his thoughts on the death penalty? That's very interesting. I, I think basically what he say is the education is more important. He, he think the most important thing is to educate the people. And also he said that if the death penalty work, then China should be the most safe uh, country. But no, China has the most uh, death penalty, but it's not a, a safe country. So don't learn from that, something like that. <laughs> but uh, he encouraged us and also encouraged uh, uh, 
encourage us and encourage us that uh, we need to have more education, not only on the public, but also uh, for the uh, prisoners and uh, the people who already committed uh, the, the crime and sentenced to death. Yeah, this something. And he clearly stated that he, he didn't support the uh, death penalty. And he said that's also, that's not in Buddhism, they wouldn't support yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, yes. So can you tell me, how has the current president, Tsai Ing-wen, handled the issue of abolishing the death penalty? I think she didn't clearly say anything about her opinion on the death penalty. And what what she says is also the same, that because of the pu public opinion, so we need to listen to the public opinion and try to change the public opinion. This is basically what what she said. I don't think she uh, want to handle this issue. And also uh, what disappointed us is um, she has the uh, Minister of Justice, Cai Qingxiang, uh, that uh, supports the death penalty and also signed the execution order. And also uh, one thing I want to mention is, uh, although okay, it's okay for him for, for her not to handle this case. But uh, uh, what we try to do is for one case, uh, the Chiu He Shun's case. Um, and Chiu He Shun is the case that we believe he is innocent. And also we try hard to uh, bring the case to the uh, uh, judicial uh, system, uh, retrial or estrogen, uh, extraordinary appeal, but we didn't success. And uh, because he was detained for more than uh, 32 years. So it's a long term and his health, Chiu Hershen's health is really bad. So we ask that uh, Cai Ing-wen, if, if she can amnesty uh, Chiu Hershen. And she didn't give us any response on this case. You know, uh, if she says, she thinks this is not the innocent case, you should told us why you don't believe that he is, she, uh, the case is innocent. And if you think, okay, this, uh, this case has some problem, and then you should do something. But uh, for this case, for this particular case, uh, Chiu He Shun, we didn't heard any response uh, from her because uh, I think she is the last hope for, for us right now. And uh, Chiu He Shun, uh, his, his uh, his health is really not so well. So that's why we, we are so uh, worried about that. Yeah. So how long has it been since you asked her to give him amnesty? Uh, two years. And so it's like she just ignored it. Yes, yes. Uh, but by law, of course, uh, this is another issue that our amnesty law have some problem because by law, uh, it says he did. He, she didn't uh, reply to us, but because of the, she's not uh, required by law yeah. to respond. Yes, but ICCPR, as I mentioned, is become domestic law. By ICCPR, she must reply to us. So she only say, okay, by law, no. But ICCPR is still our is also our domestic law. So how come she didn't reply to us about? Her opinion. No matter you want to amnesty him, her uh, or not, it's okay. It's your it's your power. But just tell us what's the reason. 
you don't believe. And if you don't believe, we can submit more information to you. Because for some other countries, there is a procedure for amnesty people. But in Taiwan, it's total secret. It's the decision made by the president. And we don't know why or we don't know did she ever uh, make the decision or not. Yeah, so we're just waiting. And also, uh, Cho He-sun is also very disappointed and he's waiting too. How supportive in general um, has the current government in Taiwan been about um, like another issue, which is, and I don't know if they can block that or make that difficult for you. So my question is like how supportive or not supportive have they been about the alliance's work, especially in the international arena? So you mean the government, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I feel, (laughs) I feel they... Uh, they only do the lip service to TADP. Of course, uh, for them, uh, when they um, when they met the public opinion, they will say, "Okay, Taiwan, uh, we, we we will not we will not abolish the death penalty right now. It's a goal, so we will do it gradually." And uh, because of the public opinion, they will uh, execute people when they face the uh, domestic pressure. But when they uh, face the uh, international pressure, they will say, okay, uh, we will follow the law. We need to follow the law. And still we have the pressure from the public opinion, but we will uh, continue the the policy and we will do it gradually. And uh, when the uh, international experts ask them, uh, what did you do? And they will say, see, TADP did a lot job for the public dialogue. You know, how come we are an NGO? And this conversation happened in front of me because uh, some international experts and some, uh, you know, embassy, uh, Taiwan, uh, uh, EU embassy in Taiwan, they, uh, met, they go, they went to meet the deputy minister of justice. And when they raised this question, the deputy minister, the answer, from him is that they have pressure from the public and uh, so they cannot do a lot of things. So they say TADP did a lot of good work and he asked me to answer this question that what, what TADP do. So this is real ridiculous, you know, situation. And so only, um, uh, experts, the guests are so surprised about that so you can say that they cannot give they, uh, the government will not give us big help and of course they they will not stop us and um, they sometimes they want to show that they they are continue uh, doing their job by what NGO do so I, I sometimes I feel angry but sometimes I feel that okay if you say uh, uh, then it means that you're still uh, on the same uh, track to abolish the death penalty. And then at that occasion, I asked the the deputy minister of justice to provide us more uh, government uh, information to us. Because if we really uh, want to do a good uh, public dialogue or education, then you need to provide more information, not hide the information. So that's what I do. But I, 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 some, 
I, I feel I'm very disappointed to the current government too. No matter KMT, no matter DPP, for the issue, the death penalty issue, they didn't really care about that. Going back and looking at your involvement with the alliance, I mean, there's nearly 20 years of work. Uh, mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you've accomplished in the time that you've been working for the alliance? Like, what are things that you've accomplished or that you're most uh, satisfied or proud of? I think it's hard to say I, I satisfied with anything or proud of because unless Taiwan abolished the death penalty, for, for me, there is no success. But, uh, but for me, uh, one thing uh, is maybe I can say I'm happy and uh, about that is uh, when the Shizhu Trio, the three young men, they are released from the court. And when uh, Xu Zhiqiang and uh, Zheng Xingzhe and uh, Xie Zhihong, three other innocent uh, death row inmates, when they are released from detention center, uh, I was there and uh, I accompanying them um, you know, from the beginning and until now. And uh, uh, some of them uh, go back to society, go back to their life very good, very well, and I'm happy for them. And some of them, um, maybe it's difficult for them, and uh, but still, uh, uh, he's fighting for uh, his life, and uh, I'm still here with him. So I feel it's a a friendship between uh, me and between each other, and I'm happy that to see uh, uh, what happened, and I really hope that their life will be very uh, much better than before, and have their they deserve a, a, a good, good, good life. That's something I feel happy about that. And, uh, um, and uh, also, uh, when I'm, uh, I, I met almost uh, 100 death row inmates. And of course, a lot of them, they commit very serious crime. But uh, I, uh, I met them sometimes and I we write uh, letters to each other and I saw their changes and uh, um, the changes is good changes they they aren't they try, from time to time they understand what what uh, happened and how wrong they are when they commit the crime and uh, I, I feel happy that they changed and they think about, they feel sorry about the victims. They feel sorry about the society and also to their families too. So I, when I saw this kind of change, I feel very uh, touched. Although uh, a lot of them are, uh, were executed. Um, yeah. But uh, I still, I can see that the good, good side of people, I, I mean, everyone have a good part uh, in her heart, and I then I I still believe that. So that's why I can continue to do this job and also, uh, you know, try to help uh, individual cases because when you uh, uh, when you uh, you know uh, research their case uh, with the lawyers and the, you saw their backgrounds and you saw you understand why why it happened then you can understand this is yes they they make they made mistakes and that's their fault too but this is not only their fault i think our whole society has the responsibility 
too. So I feel I have most strong um, uh, belief that uh, we should abolish the death penalty in Taiwan and also in the whole world. And we should find a better way to uh, make our society safe. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's what I learned, <laughs> I think, yeah. Yeah, or perhaps to have some way to uh, reform people, um, whether that's in a prison or uh, in response to what they have done. Uh, there yes. could be some. Yes, uh, that's very that's very important uh, thing. And uh, um, actually, TADP because right now we have uh, more staff and uh, more members and. Uh, before we have lawyers and professors and NGO uh, uh, workers uh, are our members. But right now we have more like uh, teachers and uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, and also you know different background people to join us. So I think it's a very good thing that, uh, and also uh, we can think more more way. And also we have the uh, hello, uh, people who work for prisoners are our uh, alliance too. So I, I think we, 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 oh, we, wait, sorry. We, what do you mean people that work for the prisoners? What did, could you explain? Uh, that? Uh, okay. Uh, he worked for a, a prisoner. So he is a guard, right? Oh, prison uh, guard. Uh, yeah, prison the people guard. that work in the prisons. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so, so people think, that work in the prisons are also part of the alliance. Yes, so I think yeah. we we must have we 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 can find some way. You know, a lot of people, different people, work on that. We can find some way, and I think we work harder, more harder than the government. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, a lot of people will uh phone uh have uh call us, and every time when there are uh crime happened, uh, people mm. will call us to say, okay, it's all your fault, TAD is fault because of wow. you. So the government, uh, the society become not safe. And uh, what should we do something like that? And I, my colleague told me, he always want to say, may I transfer your phone call to the Ministry of Justice or to the <laughs> President Ho? Because we just an NGO, but we work so hard uh, to, to achieve that. And at least we hope that government just they want to do something a little bit more can change can big change more than us because they have the power they have the resource <sighs> sometimes wow. uh, yeah it's really difficult yeah 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 are there organizations that help um mm. people um if they uh get out of death row or they're released or people that come out of prisons. Are there organizations or groups like that in Taiwan mm -hmm. that help these people to integrate uh, back into society? Because I'm sure, as you mentioned, that this mm -hmm. can be quite a difficult transition. We don't have a specific organization work only on that. But as I mentioned, like us over the uh, uh, Innocent Project Taiwan over um, you know, other NGOs, we, we, we do not help, but not professional one. And uh, so that's the, another thing uh, we want to uh, advocate too, because um, from other country, I, I mean, again, United States, although Americans still have the death penalty, but it's a very, uh, every state has different situation. And uh, we know that uh, some of uh, organizations in United States uh, help this 
people, but in Taiwan, not one specific one. So we hope that one day we can have one. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure that's um, that's a whole other issue in itself, um, how people can uh, integrate back into society. Is there anything else that you think that we should talk about? In the past few years, we have some interns uh, from uh, from other countries, and uh, they speak English and they speak uh, Mandarin, and they help us to do some uh, international job, maybe some translation or collect uh, information, something like that. So if anyone who are interested to you know uh, about this issue, and I'm welcome that if people are interested to you know uh, work with us. And also, um, it, uh, no matter you support the death penalty or not, but uh, it, it's very good to uh, think about this issue more. And you, if you are still don't agree with the abolishment of the death penalty, at least uh, please help us about the innocent cases. They need aware, uh, more awareness uh, from the society and the whole world. Yeah, so... And if we can read Mandarin, please, uh, maybe you can, you know, we have a website and newsletter, so you can, uh, you know, look for more information from us and also maybe uh, discuss with your friend. Yeah, that's great. What I, I want help from, from you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thank you. We will make sure that we share your website mm. on our show notes. If, so mm. if people want to know more about your organization, if mm. they want to volunteer or they want to join your newsletter, they can do all that on your website, right? Yes, yes. Is there any other ways that um, people can get in touch with the Alliance? Are you, do you have any social media, Facebook or anything like that? Yeah, we have social, uh, we have Facebook and we have IG too. <laughs> okay, wonderful. <laughs> and uh, the Facebook, uh, yeah, the Facebook is Taiwan, uh, T-A-D-P, because it's, the name is, um, how to say, it's in Chinese. Acronym. Chinese. Mm. Oh, right, the Chinese. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also T-A-D-P, I think you can also search us too. Thank you so much, Xingyi, for um, taking the time out of your schedule to be on Talking Taiwan. Thank you, everyone. I've been speaking with Xingyi Lin, the Executive Director of the Taiwan Alliance, to end the death penalty. We've got some exciting news. Talking Taiwan is now on Audible. If you enjoy this episode, go on over to Audible or Apple Podcasts and leave us a review there. It helps others to discover Talking Taiwan. Tell a friend about us or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. To learn more about any of the items mentioned in this episode, visit our website, TalkingTaiwan.com. There will list any related links. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Alicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.